What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Kel Breezy, and it's time finally to end this journey of the a Nightmare in the Street franchise. And I'm gonna end it just like I ended the Friday 13 franchise with doing a review ranking <laughs> of all the movies from my opinion. My least favorite to my most favorite, or worst to best. However, you want to word it, don't matter. You know, hey, feel free to comment down below, guys, on what you think. And, you know, hey, comment your list and your ranking of the films, what you think about them. It's nine films. Hey, let's see where, um, where your favorite Nightmare Industry movie winds up on my list. So, here we go. Let's start off. Coming in first. At the worst, at number nine, the Nightmare in the Street remake came out in 2010. Uh, this is not should not be a spoiler at all because everybody knows me know how I feel about remakes, and this is probably one of the my least favorite remakes. One of the remakes I'm not gonna say favorite, but my least remakes I've watched. I try not to watch it unless I have to, or I just really want to go to sleep. And it's crazy. I fall asleep on a movie that's telling you not to fall asleep. You know what I mean? But it's so boring. It, it does not, doesn't really do anything. It's boring. And it was too much CGI. Too much CGI in this movie. For the, it's a slasher movie. Um, in, in a lot of the, and then the iconic scenes in this movie just didn't do anything for me. And yeah, and then in the cast, they just was bland. You know, there was even Nancy plus being the final girl didn't feel like it. She wasn't as strong and confident as the original Nancy played by Hill Lane and Cap. And then I didn't like, I mean, I understand you want this makeup look realistic as possible, making them look like a burn victim as much as possible, but it just, it didn't work out. And then you did some CGI with it. That didn't work out at all. And I didn't like, probably nitpicking with this next one, but. I didn't like how he was doing his the gloves, raising knives. Like how he was kind of going back and forth, kind of like some scissors, cutting paper. You know, I didn't too much care for that. And his jokes just they were just supposed to be menacing. And he kind of fell flat. Do I think I say something good about this movie? Um they tried. Um the kills were very violent. You know, I did like how he would, you know, boiler room. Um, yeah, um, I, I just, I don't know. This movie just, this remake did nothing for me. Does nothing for me at all. It's, oof, geez, really? You know, the Nightmare Industry franchise has gone back to the West Craven estate, so hopefully we'll get another one before. Or maybe not. Who knows? But we do. Hopefully, I believe it'd be better than the remake. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this this ranking shouldn't take too long because I just reviewed these movies, but I still gotta make my peace with each and every one of them. Yeah. Like the iconic scene, like the bathtub scene when he pulled that scene, they didn't really just go all out with that one. They really just didn't do nothing. Pull down, try to kill it. Nothing. No scare. Those was a waste of an iconic scene. 
and the iconic scene where his hands was like come through the wall, press through the wall. They overdid it with that. They like, had him moving around and come to the side room. What is that? Yeah, so. Mm. And Quinn seemed like he was the real final girl, but he's the final dude. And yeah, I, I, I making him turn him from the Springwood slasher to a child molester. So, yeah. I just, it, 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 yeah, it's not working. Okay, okay, I talked about one thing I did like about it, how they was talking about how, you know, when you stay up too many days, too many hours without sleep, you start hallucinating, you're not knowing what's real, and they eventually fall asleep, you're more like a sleep to come and be able to wake up. That part is cool. I, I, that, that part was cool, you know, because the scenes where they were, they didn't do much of it, capitalized on a lot of it, where they woke so long that they didn't know what was real or was fake or if they were dreaming or not. So that part that aspect was cool, but still not enough to make it you know okay movie <laughs> yeah so yeah moving on number eight a nightmare in the street part five dream child this movie is boring it is in the, the dream trilogy that is partying it fell flat it was boring the kills and these where did these friends come from like and they kind of like knockoff version of the friends from um dream master you know had Yvonne, you know, and and Sheila from part four, giving them saying smart, black, you know what I'm saying? Then he had um, the model chick, I can't remember her name. <laughs> and then he had part four, Debbie. So both of them were kind of strong, but one was a model, one was in the exercise, was strong and outspoken, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, Mark, then Alice's brother, part four, Rick, kind of, you know, offbeat, standoff guys, kind of wore the same kind of shoes, actually. They both wore them chucks. One was in karate and one was in the comic books and skateboarding, which would both of them be kind of considered outcasts because, you know, unless you were like the karate kid, people kind of lose your fun, depending on where you're living, you're doing karate in the garage. It was in the comic books back then. Not too many people was once you got you fitting in or you know skateboarding. They treated skateboard kids kind of weird too. But anyway, yeah, it's like watered down versions of Rick, Debbie, and Sheila. And then poor Dan. And then this is Freddie's his one line. They wasn't just hitting on nothing. It was kind of like, oh my gosh, better not drink and drive. It was like. How many times y'all gonna try to kill this dude just falling asleep behind the wheel? Didn't you do that in part four? This was kind of like a carbon copy of part four. And it was boring, man. And the whole baby thing, okay. Um, Getting the baby in my sleep. So, yeah. Consider this movie made a year apart from part four, so. Get what I'm saying? <laughs> you get where I'm coming with this one? So, mm. I don't know, yo. This this really didn't, didn't yeah. Dream child did it. What I did like about it, I did like how Fred resurrected, you know, how he brought his his mother back to resurrect him and, like, give birth to him again and how he went into the um sanctuary and 
climbed to his old clothes and he just grew again. That part was pretty cool. That was a good, cool resurrection way. Probably my favorite, but it was pretty dope. Not gonna lie. He got resurrected again. This is carbon carbon part four, showing him being resurrected, you know, but in a different way. Yeah, this this mm, his makeup made him look old, kind of old and saggy a little, you know. So, but yeah, yep, that's 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 how I feel and where I'm at with this one. Kind of boring. Kind of feel flat. Hmm. Move right along. Next on the list, number seven. On uh, Final Friday, Freddy's dead. Okay, I admit, somebody's going to probably hear him like, man, I could have sworn he talked a lot of bad shit, a lot of crap about Freddy's dead. But is he ranking it higher than Dream Child? Let me explain. <laughs> I talk shit about it. I did. But at least this movie knows it's a crappy movie. Like, this movie knows it's a crappy movie. So they try to make it fun. Like, okay, this movie's going to suck. This movie sucks, but at least I'm going to try to make fun with it. You know what I mean? So, and it's like, like, even the kids, like, Freddy, I go back and watch more, okay, Freddy, jumping around crazy, like, he's going to kill the guy, the deaf kid. I, I'm having brain farts right now, so, named. And then, like, the kid's a little bit crazy and kind of funny, like, <laughs> with him clawing on the, uh, the chalkboard, and we got decapitation. The head, head blew up. Okay, I admit, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Blew the head, the kid's head up. And they came full circle like that, saying, hey, Freddy, you are the father. He got a daughter? That was a cool plot twist. I never would have thought Freddy Krueger had a kid. I just kind of hate it. Took someone to put on the reveal it. So, like I said, I prefer, in a way, I prefer this one over Dream Child. Because Dream Child just flat born and was a carbon copy of part four, in my opinion. Speaking of that, child, Dream Child, what, the, what happened to the powers and abilities, Alice? Oh, yeah, she lost her thing in part four. four. Anyway, Dream Child. But like I said, Freddy they just knew it was a bad movie, and they just, the 3D thing, yeah, that sucked. That sucked big time. And the, the Dream People, y'all can give them a better name. Come on. And then they gave more backstory of Freddy and show, gave a little, show how he was a evil, cruel little prick. So, yeah, that was interesting. But still, still a bad movie. Sorry, it was bad center for Freddy. Yeah. Another movie was like, hmm, do we really need it? Not really. But we got it anyway. So, <laughs> but like I said, at least this movie knows it's bad and tries its best. And then he tried to reenact it, finger cutting up like he did in the first Nightmare on M Street. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's, other than those things, it was just, you know, it's a crappy movie. Yeah, that's the reason why it's right where it's at. It's, it's a really a crappy movie. But now it's like as you're seeing these movies, my feelings about these movies are getting better because, you know. And it was with the whole devil's anal or the rectum. What is with that thing? They weren't holding that kid Spencer got sucked into him and with the super glove. That super glove, I'm not going to forget. Freddy's super glove. Yeah. Fuck out of here, super glove Freddy. Now that's another reason Dream Child because above this one because Super Freddy. No, mm -mm. Ah, that was too far. Super 
You can't. Super Freddy. I get the comic book thing, but Super Freddy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. But anyway, yeah, Freddy versus Jason is next. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I know with two big slash icons, you probably should get Wrangler higher, but it's not for obvious reasons. So I'm just not reading I say on the like when I ranked this in the night Friday 13th. Um <laughs> movie ranking. It's a stupid movie. The, the direction and all the slap somebody's fly cross screen. Ah, that song and Again, Freddy and Jackson. The fight scene is the best part, I'm not gonna lie. Them just squaring off fighting, bang, bam. A little more blood and gore than I thought it would, but what you expect from two slasher icons like that? Props. Respectfully. I can say that was some good stuff. That's probably the highlight of the movie. There's these characters you cannot resonate with. They're kind of boring, kind of stale, annoying in the whole part. Freddy's afraid of. Freddy died by fire, Jason by water. How can we use that? You can't. It doesn't work. You can burn Freddy, but it's not going to stop him. And for the love of God, whoever thought that Jason was afraid of water, you're an idiot. You lost a lot of points with me in this one. All the movies, this man was underwater, kill people in the water, swim underwater. Give him going. So, when and where and how is he afraid of water? That's dumb. That's stupid. Now it's not a good idea. And not that I like when people fly across the air like an old karate movie. Like when Jason hit Kelly rolling with the machine and she just fly across the screen. It was just too damn much. And I didn't like the fact I didn't get enough Freddy kills. Probably got like maybe. Yeah, we didn't get no, no, no real Freddy kills. The one kill he was supposed to really get, he didn't really get. Yeah, so. And I. Again, they use CGI stuff. Jeez. They had to fake Jay from Silent Bob and Jay smoking the weed. He had probably the best kills. Jason cutting him half and everybody went down. Good stuff. No CGI. Practical stuff. Yes, practical effects. Puppeteer stuff. Blood everywhere. I loved it. Yes. That indeed was some good stuff. I agree. That part was good. But yeah, um, director one of you. No, he, I don't, he should have watched old, watched old movies, and maybe this would have been better. Oh, another good part, um, um I keep, god damn it, I, I, I can't find my notes, sorry, but, um, the two guys from the mental hospital, shit, their friendship was cool, Mark, yeah, Mark was a cool character. I really feel like he should have been the one who wanted to make it because his character was really um, highlighted the movie of a hard and the Freddy side. So I feel like he should have made it. It was cool they brought back Weston Hills. You remember Weston Hills from um, Part 3, Dream Warriors? Cool they brought that back. And then the Hypnosis Appeals that they may mention in Part 3, I thought that was cool they brought those back. That was came full circle. So, yeah. But for the most part, this movie just... The characters and the cast are just so superficial, so lame, and so bored. And just, I guess it fit in for the time it was made in 2003. Because a lot of guests around that time, the teens were, and still are, a little more now than ever, superficial. So, bullshit. Oh, look at that. I'm about, I'm in midway of this ranking. I'm, it's like I'm getting it done. I'm kind of, let me slow down. Let me, 
No, I'm not gonna slow down. I'm gonna keep rolling. I'm gonna keep on rolling because they give me more time to talk about the ones I really like. So I don't want to spend too much time talking about stuff I don't care for or don't like. <sighs> Coming up next, number five. Nightmare Industry Part 4 Dream Master. Okay. Dream Master. This had the coolest Freddy Resurrection, I will admit. Man, well, he had the dog pissing fire. Wow. Then showing his body and bones and everything coming out together and he just coming out the ground and the glove and dusting the hat off and he comes up. You shouldn't have buried me. I'm not dead. You're shit. <laughs> it was cool. They got to bring back um um Kincaid and Joey. But you know, Al, uh, Christian looked a little different. Looks a little different. Still blonde, just looked a little different. Oh, that's right, because it wasn't Patricia Arcade. It was Tuesday night now. Tuesday night did the song for the open. I did the opening song. Running, 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 nightmare, running. Yeah, yo, he did that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I can lose track. You think I'm losing track with this song? Wait till, I t- wait till I talk about another movie on this list. I'm gonna kill it then. But um, yeah, this this was Freddy was like borderline getting too comical with Freddy at the beach. He put on the sunglasses. I admit that he looked cool with sunglasses. And then yeah, and the kills were cool. I liked it. The kills in this movie were pretty creative. Tell the Debbie turned her into a roach. The roach motel. Not the, I enjoyed the time loop he put Alice and Dave, Dan in. That was pretty dope. I didn't realize it. As a kid, I didn't know what happened. Like, when she ran it to him, like, I want to punch his shit with her. Whatever she said. I'm like, man, Freddie must be indestructible because he even just towed that truck up. Couldn't find out she fell asleep behind the wheel and ran to a damn tree. I'm like, damn. This is the first attempt they made to kill Dan while falling asleep while in that damn truck. Yeah. That's what I said. Part 5, kind of a carbon copy. I said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, Rick's kill. That's why I haven't spent too much money. You don't have nothing left for Rick's death. Record all the deaths before it's making me good and Freddy invisible. Get the fuck out of here. And then just one stab to the stomach. I ain't too much care for Rick's kid. His character was okay. Alice Dre- daydreaming. Hello, baby. Hey, yo, like I said, as a kid, I thought Rick was still alive. I really believe I thought it was a big trick. Big trick. A joke. Joke the fool friend. Like, oh, Rick's still alive. He's going to come back in. Then I thought about, oh, no. She was daydreaming. He really is dead. My bad. That's on me. The reason I put this number five, you know, I enjoy this movie. The ending. What the fuck are we talking about? Well, um, <laughs> like a rhyme, nursing rhyme, and you just a mirror, show a mirror to evil, and he see himself, and then he that's it, he dies. What, huh? And like, he just what he lose all control because when she Freddy Prince saw his reflection, like, like all the spears just like they got stronger and they just ripped out his body, and it was cool. That practice, it was cool. They made that. Huge giant torso Fred and had people pressing through latex and pressing their bodies and their boobs and stuff. That was cool, but still, uh, huh? 
evil itself. It sees itself. Evil sees evil. And I don't know. Maybe it's something related to the Bible. Max, my mom, she's a pastor. So about the same thing about evil seeing itself and dying. I don't know. I don't, to this point, I don't get anybody really get. I'm gonna do some research and really break it down. I'm about to find a video or watch a documentary, read something that explain that. Hmm. But yeah, that ain't it. Just didn't do me. It was cool, practical fix, not it, but. Showing him is reflecting himself when he did. Where are we where are we going with this? I don't know. And then the whole take I, I, we get, get his power their souls, but now everybody got powers. When do people get powers to give somebody? <laughs> Transferring powers. I mean, okay. I mean, I seen part three, and, and everybody's in the dreams. They have the special abilities, but when we had the ability to pass them on to somebody or when we get like take on other people's characteristics after they die, I understand you gotta do something different for the movie, but mm. I also hate that they killed off Joy and Case or like you bring me back just to kill me off so early. And they they had some cool death sequence scenes, you know, with Joey and Waterbed. That was a cool I mean it wasn't the coolest part of ones, but it was cool. Waterbed. How's this for a wet dream? No. I did hate they killed them off so early. I mean I'm okay with them killing them off. I just hate to kill them so soon. It'd have been fun, like, to let them see other kids around them. Like, start getting killed because Christian spreading the fear and all that and talking about it. It would have been cool, like, to see them, like, oh no, it's happening again. What do we do? We can't believe he's back. But I mean, we probably got the resurrection scene, so. Kincaid probably has to die a little early. Sorry, Kincaid. No disrespect, homie. Probably won't. So. But still, let Joey last, last a little longer, you know? It is what it is, though. But, man, I just hate to see people come back when we and die so soon. Anyway, but still, I mean, if it wasn't for this ending and Rick's death scene and the whole passing of powers and characteristic stuff, this movie probably would this probably been number four instead of number five. Honestly, I still enjoy this movie. So, yeah. <clears throat> Come in number four. Nightmare on M Street 2. Freddy's Revenge. Now, I enjoyed this movie. But the reason I I, 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 I was stuck between making it number three and number four. And I went with number four simply because this is... Kind of the black sheep of the family, like it's totally different from the rest of them. It's not even because it's more of Freddie trying to be in the real world and possess a boy, and we kind of have a final guy, Frame Queen, you know, Mac Mark Patton, um, played Jesse in the movie. You know what I mean? So yeah, it stands out. It was Freddie trying to possess and Freddie in the real world, which they lost points for. I mean, the party scene was cool, but Freddie in the real world. Not so much. Not, not that's the kind of not what I want. Because and again, the kid, I was confused. I was like, "Ain't he supposed to be in a? Is, this, is everybody sleep? Everybody in a nightmare? Is, or is this just a nightmare that Jesse's having right now? Or is this something Lisa's having? What's going on? Oh, he's in the real world killing people. And in the end, like the next day, that was like a great part. But like, a lot of your classmates are dead. 
shouldn't you all be like at home mourning right now, like sad and grieving or having counseling or something? But you guys aren't going to school. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe there's a time gap between the party and Jesse going to school. His arms are all bandaged up and stuff. I don't know, but still, it was, things look a little too normal considering a mass murder happened. Like, shouldn't like Lisa have found like, an investigator or something, or there should be a trial, or I don't know. Like, everybody's like they were just too okay, but a lot of people didn't, and just Jesse being okay, like that doesn't balance out. But I did like the father and Freddie came out and ripped out of Jesse's body. Out of him, that was still one of my. This is still one of my favorite scenes in the Nightmare M Street franchise. Seeing Freddy just transforming, coming out of Jesse's body, and um, that was just cool stuff. I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty dope stuff. And he was in Grady's room. That's the and the romance that grew between Grady and Jesse was pretty cool. You know, they kind of rivals and they became friends. And you know, yeah. And you know what? And Jesse's parents, they were um the best parents out of all of this because they were like literally seriously legitimately concerned about their son compared to all the other parents, like kind of brush it off, trying to make brush on the road, like, oh, you're just being tense, you're crazy. They didn't want to listen. They was concerned. They was to the point they was like, this boy on drugs, he needs help. They ain't need a good swift kick to the butt, but they were concerned about their child, and that's very rare in the Nightmare Industry franchise. I get them points, but like I said, it had to be number four because you brought Fred into the real world. He really didn't have a glove. He kind of had like sausage fingers with knives coming out of him, you know, so it was more of a position. It wasn't like in nightmares and stuff, and it's kind of creepy with the whole teacher that was going like even a rape Jesse, you know, well, I don't know if then had Jesse going to the SMM bar. And teachers there. Shout out for Robert Shea, producer, having a cameo in the movie as the bartender in the SMM joint. Yeah. One of his few um, cameos in the franchise. Boop, boop, boop. I think he had like three. Part two. He was in part two. He was in Freddy's Dead. Um, he was in part four because he's a teacher. So three. Oh, then with Crash of Nightmare, four. So he had like four cameos in. Part two, four, Freddy's dead and Witchcraft from Nightmare. Yeah. Big shout out to him. I'm not going to name all of them. If you don't know them, I just named them or so. But if you never noticed, it's okay. I didn't notice it either until I got a little older. Because I never knew what he looked like. So, Bob Shea, Robert Shea. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I was a little comfortable. Like, was he going to rape Jesse? Because he's getting jump ropes out. and but I don't know. Just It was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. The most of the kills took place in real life. That's what was really kind of just took it away. The kills that tap happened in real life, not in dreams. The, oh, Gray's dad. I think that's the dad from Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's dad and Ferris Bueller's day off. Who played Ferris dad? I think it was Grady's dad. I think it is. He had a small cameo scene. I think it is. I know it is. Whatever. Anyway, moving on. Number three. My top three. Brace yourself. This is some good shit to talk about now. The cream of the crop of 
the Nightmare on M Street. These three, they're, they're the best ones, guys. I'm not bullshitting. I'm not kidding you. These three are the best. They're not just saying because they're my favorite, but they really are. When you think about it, like, they're dark, they're scary. Freddy's at his best. You know, <laughs> it's not stuff that I didn't too much care about, but for the most part, they are good movies. Number three was Craven's New Nightmare. I mean, this part came out before its time, but it was a meta horror movie. It was a self-aware horror movie. Just like how Scream was, and then and I know what you did last summer. Like, this was a self-aware horror movie, which was making it even better. Like, they acknowledging that they know about horror movies. And it's pretty damn dope. Like, a Nightmare Industry movie, they are aware of the movies. And they had Helene Keller coming back, and oh my gosh, yay. One of my favorite final girls in the horror slash movie genre. She was so smart and strong, and I don't care. I'm not scared. I'm scared, but I'm not gonna show them. A, I'm gonna let my fear motivate me to kick some ass and take some names. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, and, and the fact that they was able to get real footage from an earthquake that was going on. How they tied the earthquakes into the nightmares and Freddy Krueger and. <sighs> Have a he evil entity took the form of Freddy Krueger. What? What? In the cameos in this movie, you have Robert England, Wes Craven. What? Even that throwback um scenes and stuff from the first Nightmare on the Street when Heather was looking for her son in the hospital and the, the nurse like, uh, you have a past come back here and she's like, screw your past. Like all past, like a gate pass or like a hot pass to come in certain areas of the hospital screw your pass and then um the babysitter julie kind of you know remade the death scene from the first one with tina nightmare Street one yeah <laughs> well okay when, when i didn't like it i ain't enough freddy when i finally really saw freddy I was like damn that's it i know but his look he had in this movie yo <laughs> Cool. I, I really liked the long trench coat, the green hat kind of threw it off, but the, the turtleneck sweater kind of threw it off. But the leather pants and the boots and the new glove, the bone glove, man, that glove even had a razor knife on the thumb now. Like, this was like a serious, dark, badass Freddy. Like, it's like he's a little taller, too. Maybe it was the boots. I don't care. This was a badass Freddy. And the end scene, like, this really was good seeing a mother legitimately fighting for her son's life. Another good mother, Helen Lanikow. She's another good mother in this franchise. Up there were Jesse's parents. But yeah, they but they was in the dream because she took the sleeping pills to come to the dream world to find her son. It wasn't in real life all the time. But like I said, this was moved was ahead of his time, a couple years ahead of his time, where people were really ready to embrace the whole self-aware horror movies and stuff like they did with Scream. Was also done by Wes Craven. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, this, I just really love this movie because it's like it's, they get back to it trying to make it scary and creepy. And then the whole, like, she's been harassed by a crazed fan, but it's, you know, her son has been scared to death and afraid, like, I touched your son. And, and the whole spit and stuff and mouth thing, a recap or, you know, re-image re like from the original. Yeah, I was... This movie's pretty darn good. I guess you can tell by the tone of my voice. I enjoyed this movie because it was fresh. It was the goofy comedy. It was like they're trying to make scary again. 
how he was taunting her, you know, with the whole hand come up through the mattress and you know, with some cool stuff in this movie. Um but and you get I don't get it faded because it wasn't many kills because Nightmare Industry never had a high kill count. I think he mostly probably has like five. I think his highest count was in um Dream Warriors. But uh, the rest of them was probably like three or four people, but the kills be creative. And her poor husband, oh man, Chase, ready to rip through his chest brutally in that truck saying, that was not, that's how you kill somebody in the truck. You don't have all this long, unnecessary, fall asleep and he ripped his chest like yo, from the neck all the way down to the to the pelvic area, like to the nuts. That's how you do it, son. You don't gut a man. That's how you do it. Big props for that. That was pretty cool. Like I said, Wes Craven came back and they're like, "Yeah, go on here, Wes. This is and this was what he originally wanted, thing like for part three, kinda. But hey, this is what we he got. It. And I, I definitely worked in nineteen eighty seven. He would have you know, that would have flopped. Because the world was ready for this kind of stuff in 1994, 93, 94. So you know they weren't ready in 1987. So, yeah. All right, man. I'm getting down to the final two, man. Who? Where's Crackle Nightmare? He took the bronze medal in this race. Who, who's going to take the silver? Who's going to get the silver? Hmm. Who's get the silver award? Again, this was... It was hard, man. These two was kind of hard going back and forth, like with picking um the number three, number four spot. I was well, no. Matter of fact, it's just like it was hard picking number four, and number five. But um, yeah. Um, but I just for the who getting the silver? <laughs> I have to give the silver to part one. Nightmare on M Street came in nineteen eighty four. I had to give that the silver. And it was hard, it was tough, but I have to give it that one. And for the longest, this was like, before, well, you already know number one is, but before I get into that, but I'm going to talk about this. This, was a, this is a classic. This is a legendary horror movie. This movie is still one of the best ones out there. Like, if anybody said, hey, I want to watch a horror movie, give me a horror movie to watch. I, this is one of them I would recommend. I would recommend this one. Because, like I said, gosh, this is introduced Frigg. A whole new idea came up with by Wes Craven. I hate that he wanted to move done so bad that he gave up all the rights to the franchise, but he had to do what he had to do. And I'm going to go talk about what I didn't like. It was the ending, because it's kind of confusing because him and Bob Shea couldn't agree on the ending, so they just put out their ideas together and put it in one pot. And that's why we got the ending we got, which kind of confusing. Like, was it a dream? Or was it not a dream? Did everybody die or not? Well, what happened? Because Wes Craven, like, he didn't want this to be a movie with a lot of sequels. He just wanted to be a one movie and be done. But Bob Shaw, like, no, this is, is good enough. Let's just leave it open to a possibility of a sequel. You know, just, just a possibility. Let's leave it open just in case you know. So that's why we got the ending we got, like, but then the sequel we got, it really didn't have much to do with part one. They mentioned Nancy's name and her diary and that she used to live there, but her mother died, but you didn't see... Nancy didn't make a comeback or nobody. Not even her dad, the sheriff, or anything. So, yeah. <clears throat> Only person returned was Robert England, who almost didn't because they didn't want to pay the man. But damn, when they saw it, whoever they were going to get wasn't working, so they had to bring him back and pay whatever he wanted. Dummy. Yeah. But anyway, let's get to the good stuff. You talking about some original creative kills. 
when yo <laughs> they only had three kills for the record. But when your weakest kill is a bed sheet coming alive and wrapping his rep, neck around some dude and dragging him to hang him, that's creative, but that's the weakest kill. So you know those kills on point. Um Tina's death with the whole like pulling across the up the wall to the ceiling and hitting the floor. Man, that's creative. And how they did it. Just visually seeing like what the hell? Oh my god, what oh oh hit that bed on that blood and glanced up, he put him through the bed and had the blood shot up. Oh man. And like I said, this is so iconic and Fred was so creepy. And it was like he didn't just like go straight for the kill, like he was scaring them, like having so petrified that feeding on their fear. Excuse me, getting stronger. That happened when you eat, excuse me. That's what happened when you eat before you record. <laughs> Food start talking back. Excuse me. But anyway. And then like when the introduction is finally seeing Freddy. <sighs> I know we saw him to open the scene, but the alley scene when he was had the arm stretch, I like stretch arm strong. And Tim's like, oh God. And he's like, no, this is God. And that whole scene was way better than the remake when he was talking about when he killed um the girl Chris's dog in the remake. I just wanted to pet him. Fuck out of here and kill the dog, dude. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. And then hey, she was running, he popped out of nowhere. Tina cut his fingers off. Oh my gosh. He did like, like a lot of creepy stuff that was scaring you your nightmares. Not just to you, but to himself. Like, oh my god, I can't decide like with Nancy when he Ripped his shirt open, opened his shirt open, and ripped himself, and all the maggots and ooze come out. And, <laughs> dude, um, Bob Shay, sister Lynn Shay, made a cameo. I mentioned this before. I'm, you know, I did, but I'm gonna mention it again because she played Elise in the Insidious movies. She was the teacher in in Nightmare Street One, where we can, you know. And then I like the part with Tina in the body bag. That was like some really, this has some really creepy stuff. Like if, oh man, if anybody who lost somebody, like you saw, they'd be like, that would have you scared to sleep. Like, what am I seeing? And we got the original. Hey, where's your hall pass? Screw the pass. <laughs> good shit, right? I know. Really good stuff. But it's not much I can say I don't like about this movie, but I really love this movie. This is one of the movies that, when I said, man, I want a good horror movie, a good slasher horror movie. This is one of my go-tos. It is. Definitely is. Like I said, Freddy Krueger is my favorite slasher killer. He is. Because he has personality. I'm like Michael and, and Jason. You know, he really brought some personality and talking. And one of the coolest killer weapons, because he's like a primal with like a bear claw. Like, your fear of like being mutilated and clawed by a bear or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this this is it, it this is why it takes the silver. It definitely takes the silver. Hmm. Now let's talk about who gets the gold. Before I talk about that, um once again guys, thanks for supporting your main man Kel Breezy on this podcast journey that I'm on. I've been enjoying it, having fun doing these things, talking about different topics. Trying to come up with more topics as possible. Trying to keep this thing going. Um, yeah. Trying to bring in the episodes as possible. Uh, don't forget, I'm on all podcast platforms. Where you can support your main man, Kel Breezy. 
the links down below for the Kale's World and Wrestling 901 merchandise. And my boy Benny's music. You want to check out his music, support him. The link's down there as well. Got some pretty dope stuff. Not going to lie, I like his music. Can't wait for the next um mixtape or CD album to come out. So, yeah. And don't forget, you can find me on all social media platforms. Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. I use Twitter every now and then. Yep. So, but anyway, let's get to it. Number one, taking the gold. A Nightmare on M Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Not gonna dream no more. We're the Dream Warriors. Not gonna dream no more. I told y'all I was gonna lose it with this one. <laughs> told y'all I was gonna get into it. Yeah, I thought I cut loose on the last song. I told y'all I gonna cut loose on this because Dream Warrior is my favorite for multiple reasons. Stating obvious, this movie came out the same year I was born, 1987. <laughs> That's my Freddie laugh. Let's talk about it. The kills, creative. They they really focus on these kids and their nightmares and who's in Western Hills. Like this is not just like in one somebody's house. It's like in a hot mental hospital for children where they try to make the kids sleep. So it's like they are screwed because they are forcing y'all to go to sleep. And some of the worst supervision possible. Like they don't want to listen to these kids. Try and blame no hormones and Ken K. Lo. Now I'm great. Now my dick is killing me. <laughs> Ken K, you have to love him in this one. You had Lawrence Fishburne in it. Larry Fishburne, I'm sorry. Not Lawrence. He was going by Larry at the time. And this is pretty much a Wes Craven's idea, but they kind of rewrote everything and stuff and treat him like shit. But it's still a great movie, <laughs> regardless. Um, Cool, man. Then this is just like, you know, they brought back Heather Landcap as Nancy. <laughs> She was a mature adult, more like a mentor to these kids trying to hit them. Survived the only person that believed them, understood what they was going through. Because, you know, Christian was Trisha Arquette at that time. Um, she knew the nursery rhyme. Of, One, two, bread is coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, better stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Fun fact, part five, switch it up. Nine, ten, he's back again. Did you guys know, another fun fact, that the Will Smith song, Nightmare on My Street, New Line sued him and Jazzy Jeff for the video he did. That's why you never really seen the video. It's, it's, you can find it on YouTube, but they sued him and Jazzy Jeff for the video saying it looked too much like Freddy Krueger and everything. And you know. And then somebody else in New Line was trying to get him and Jazzy to do the house party movie. See, that's what happened y'all don't come together and be on the same page about stuff. How you gonna sue a man that won't even be in the movie that y'all doing? Mm. See, that happens people don't talk. Stupid shit like that happens. So yeah. That's a fun fact. Take that with you. Spread it. It's the truth. Play from Kid and Play said it. Confirmed it. Will Smith confirmed it. Jazzy Jeff confirmed it. I bet Kid will confirm it too. 
But anyway, back to Dream Warriors. <laughs> I love this movie. Um, and like I said, the kills in this movie. Oh my gosh, and some iconic line. This is this is it, Jennifer. Your big breaking TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Which was added by Robert England. They kept it. And then the whole kill with Phil and turning his vines and veins into puppet, like made him like a puppet. That was cool. Um, and I said Freddie had personality, but it wasn't so comical and silly. His one liners was very dark and menacing, but like, asshole. <laughs> and the story had him just moved along, and they was talking about the house. I wish they would focus more on the house because that's where Freddie originally lived. So, dang. So Nancy Mama moved her and. And took Freddy's old house after they killed that man. Bullshit. That's cold. Kill you and then we're gonna move in your house. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. But anyway, back to this movie. Oh man, it just and it was cool seeing these teens trying to come together and fight and fight Freddy, but it just didn't work out. Did not work out, did it? For most of them. Um and he really played like on their fears. They weren't just like physical fears. It's like psychological fears, you know, like um, Tyron. How she wanted to be bad and beautiful, but she from the streets and she had a, a past with like drugs and stuff. And Freddie had the, the syringes, his fingers, and injected her. She was scared. Like all that bad and beautiful and strong stuff went away when she saw those syringes. And Freddie played on that psychological weakness. And he played on that little poor kid and little Will, the little Harry Potter boy. I don't believe in fairy tales. Damn. That sucks, or in his dream, he could walk. I'm afraid, like, you going back in the saddle. Like, mm -mm, I'm scared, scared of that chair, but he overcame it and afraid to kill him still. So, yeah, it's just his friend, like, his best, like, this is his best plan on, like, their fears and their weaknesses and whatever strength they think they got, how he can overcome them. This really made this very great movie. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna imagine watch this today. So, but yeah, this is definitely one of my all-time favorites. I love this movie. This movie is just good shit. The best one of all of them. And like I said, it was difficult between making it number one between it was this or Nightmare Part One. Over oh, in the ending was cool because we, you know, Freddie kind of got revenge on Nancy's dad. Um, and he was not sheriff anymore. This time, he was security guard. Like. Dad got revenge for Freddy for killing other young kids, and Freddy got revenge on the dad for killing him years ago, and he killed him. And Freddy's death, you know, gave him a proper burial, so his body, could, his bones, and body, soul could finally rest in hell. I don't know how much rest you're going to get in hell, because I was told it you'd be burning for all eternity. But to Freddy, that's nothing new. He died by fire, so. Based off of, I guess, based off what they Fred said in Freddy vs. Jason, Freddy's afraid of fire, so hell's the worst place for him. That's why he won't stay dead, because he don't want to burn again. So, yeah. <laughs> but then they buried him, put a crucifix on his forehead, and poured holy water on him and buried him. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Cool shit, right? So there it is, guys. These, that's my Nightmare on Street movie ranking from... My least to my most favorite or my not so favorite to my favorite worst to best in my opinion um, let me know where your um favorite winds up on my list and what is your favorite anyway guys yep all nine films 
from the remake all the way down to Dreamwood. I can't, I don't want to say that what I want to sing. The song, it's such a great song. Shout out to Dawkins for that song. I think that's how you say the group name. Dawkins, Dawkins, whatever. But anyway, this your main man, Kill Breezy. You're in Kale's world. And remember, it's a fun place. It's a happy place. It's a loving place. One love and I'm out. See you in your dreams. Okay, maybe not. That was weird. Sorry. <laughs>